What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Seifter, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my co-host, Bart Wheeler. Bart, what's up, man? It's Wednesday night. We're doing it a day early this week. <laughs> I know. And, you know, I'm not, not sitting here watching Thursday Night Football. It's early. Um, hockey is on tonight. I know this is Whoa. a fantasy football podcast. I don't know if you're a Bruins fan. I know you were in Boston for a while, but my caps are playing the Bruins. And I'm wearing my cap shirt. I know no one can see it because it's this podcast form, but well, I can see it. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> I'm 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 rooting for the Caps, and I know right now as we're recording, uh, it's three to two Bruins after the second intermission. So we'll see what happens as we're recording here. By the end, we'll see who wins. <laughs> okay, I I am a Bruins fan. I also like the Caps though because I do live in the DC area. Yep. Um, but most of all, I just don't follow the NHL very much. So. <laughs> I, I'm more of a, a Michigan University of Michigan college hockey guy. So that's that's more I, I like watching the NHL. It's just I have too much stuff on my plate as it is with sports. So it's it's a little bit further down the list. Oh, I, I understand. You're, you're not I doing understand. the Premier League like I am, so <laughs> Oh, I totally understand. I mean like when the NBA starts up, which is soon, I like watching the NBA. I just I'll start watching hockey really like I'll watch it a little bit when it starts now. And then I'll watch it come playoff time and <laughs> not a whole lot in between because it's like right now it's football season. So Absolutely. not a lot of time for hockey. Well, and there's also baseball playoffs going on. So, yeah. Absolutely. No, sh- It's like all the best sports are in the uh, fall. It's peak, peak sports season. It's a good month. October and April are like the times. I, I love those, those months for sports. Absolutely. But it is football season. Let's let's keep a laser focus on what really matters. Fantasy football and the number one sport, the number one fantasy sport, what everybody loves, <laughs> the sport that drives us crazy but also gives us abundant joy. <laughs> and it, we, as we usually do on Thursdays, are going to preview every one of the week six matchups. We're doing it a day early, so we're a little, you know, we're working with a little less information in terms of injuries. And I kind of feel like this year in general, there's just been a lot more uh, uncertainty with injuries. Like a lot more players are getting, are missing practice. It feels like, and, or being listed as uh, limited and um, early in the week. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do the best we can. We also, as an added benefit, can, preview the Thursday game, which we usually don't do because it's usually happening by the time we record, but we get to do it this week and what a great week to do it, right? Because it is the ultimate, (laughs) ultimate matchup, the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears. It's got to be better than last week, right? That 12 to to 9, no touchdown scored. (laughs) It could be, I know. Thursday games are are bad even when there's good teams involved. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I know um, the over under on this game is 38 points, <laughs> and the Bears are favored by one. So at least uh, Vegas is expecting it to be a close game. Uh, when when neither team can really uh, score that many points, that's a that's a way of keeping the game close, I suppose. Um, of course, I do think Washington can score points. I mean. They, they, their defense is terrible, so that over-under is, is actually kind of low, I, I think. I don't know. Um, I, you know, I don't feel like the Bears have a terrible defense, but they don't have an outstanding one either. So I, I kind of feel, I think we talked about this on the waiver wire show, I feel like Carson Wentz is a solid enough uh, streaming option this week. Yeah, he's not bad. I mean, I have, I have Wentz as my QB 12, so yeah, he's right there. 
Um, Justin Fields is way further down, uh, QB 18 for me. So I would definitely start Wentz over Fields in this in this game. Uh, that over under of 38 is the lowest of the week. So yeah, yeah. it's 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 rough. I mean, as we get to the as we get as we get toward the end of the podcast, we're gonna have the highest totals of the week as we get toward the end. But yeah, we're starting off slow here. Um, <laughs> on on the Bears side, for me, it's it's pretty much start David Montgomery, and that that might be it. I mean, like I said, Fields is probably you're probably not starting him. He's only passing the ball about 20 times a game. His over under is set at 23 and a half, which is the highest so far. That's more so than maybe, he's thrown in any game this year, isn't it? It is. So like. Yeah. Vegas is expecting him to throw slightly more, which is kind of interesting considering I don't know just the point total and everything. But um, anyway, I wouldn't I wouldn't start him. I think Darnell Mooney is a risky flex. You know, uh, I think if you're going to stash Khalil Herbert, that's fine, but don't play him. But maybe stash him in case of an injury or something like that to David Montgomery. That's about it on the Bears side for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the thing for me is I'm pretty bullish about uh, David Montgomery this week. I have him quite high. Oh yeah, in my rankings. I have him in inside my top twelve. Ooh, okay. RB RB eleven for the week. So I just, I mean, he's been great when he's been healthy. He's been great, and this team can run the ball. They they ran the ball with him. They ran the ball uh, with Khalil Herbert. You know. So now, when I say he was great, I mean he had the one huge game, the one hundred twenty two yards rushing game, and then last week he did it with with the touchdowns mostly, but. Um, I just, you know, I think maybe it's not fair to give him credit for something Herbert did too, but I just look at this team and I just say, they, can, you know, they're the, one of the most run-heavy teams, probably the most run-heavy team in the league, and they can run the ball. They have a good offensive line. They can do it. And you just look at the team they're facing. I mean, Derrick Henry just ran for 102 yards and two touchdowns against them last week. Now, I'm not saying Montgomery is as good as Derrick Henry, but he's he's – a good running back, you know? Um, so I, I just feel like, uh, that's like the way the bears stay in games. They run the ball and, uh, I just, you know, the usage was really exactly what you wanted. If you had Montgomery last week, I mean, he went right back to being a bell cow. I wasn't sure that was going to be the case. I thought Herbert might've shown enough to get mixed in more, but he wasn't. So if you tell me that Montgomery is going to be a bell cow, uh, I think this is a great matchup for him. I'm with you, and I think you're right about, like, had he played against Houston in week three, he would have had that Khalil Herbert game. So I think it's fine to say that. And, yeah, he's my he's my RB14, so I'm right there yeah, with you. you're not like, too much further down then. Yeah. No, you're starting him if you have him. Um, like, on the Washington side, Logan Thomas is out, which is kind of a bummer. But, like, that to me is, like, you're going to start Terry McLaurin and probably Curtis Samuel. Um, like we mentioned, uh, Carson Wentz, but I think you're starting those receivers. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they're like, you know, they're wide receiver threes. Um, I have McLaurin as a borderline wide receiver two. He's at a wide okay. receiver 25 for me. I have Samuel at wide receiver 29. So, I, yeah, in most instances, you're probably playing them. I just, uh, you know, Washington is a team that tends to spread the ball around. And I do think Dotson and uh, and Thomas being out do do boost those two guys up some. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't count on a, a recurrence of the Diami Brown dynamic from last <laughs> week. Um, you know, I uh, I was I was listening to uh, Chris Raybon and Sean Corner. I think they were talking up um, Cam Sims is like a super deep option. So <laughs> maybe he's a better bet than Diami Brown this week. But either way, that's that's for uh, more for like uh, DFS uh, purposes. <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, I, I think they're both. I think uh, McLaurin and, and Samuel are both solid. Uh, the running back situation there is, of course, messier now. And um, I still think you. I think you could look at Brian Robinson as like an RB three flex yep. type, but uh, he's really the only one of of those three that I would be looking to start this week. I would agree, Brian Robinson. He's my RB twenty nine. Uh, so I think in a game like this, he could actually get, you know, 12 to 15 touches. Uh, maybe he'll find the end zone for the first time. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. Um, Antonio Gibson, I have as my RB 35, McKissick a little bit lower, but they're mm-hmm. all, yeah, just kind of like, you might have some better options, but I think Brian Robinson is the only one I would be comfortable throwing in my flex. Yeah. And then I think the bears and commanders defenses are both like reasonable streamers just because mm-hmm. of how low the over under is. I, I think, you know, I'm a little skeptical that it that it goes under that. I think it's going to go over that. But even so, like, these teams aren't going to be putting up 30 points each. So um, they're, they're, they're decent enough defenses. I, I think I slightly prefer the Bears. Yep. Uh, I'm, I think, uh, yeah, I'm with you there. I have Bears a couple spots ahead of them, of the Commanders, both in my top 15 defenses yep. this week. Cool. All right. Let's move on to the Sunday games, and we will start – with the 49ers and the Falcons over under on this game, 44 and a half points. Uh, the Niners are favored by five and a half. And I, I feel good about the Niners in this game. I feel um, this could be a really uh, nice game for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he played well last week and I think he can keep it going here. I actually have him as my QB 12 this week. So hmm. I, uh, I will definitely endorse streaming jimmy garoppolo this week i think this could be the week where george kittle finally gets going um (laughs) you know debo samuel uh was a little banged up last week but nothing serious so he's a mid-range wide receiver one for me and uh you know if you're ever gonna play Ayuk, i think this is a week you could look to do it too yeah i would i would agree on Ayuk as like a a flex but definitely on the positive side of a flex interesting that you have garoppolo that high i mean he's my qb19 but Mm -hmm. i'm you know, I could move him ahead of Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, who we just talked about, like some of those guys for sure. Um, you know, I could definitely see it. And I'm with you on Kittle. I actually just traded. It's funny. I traded for Darren Waller in a league, and then he got banged up. He got me zero points <laughs> against the Chiefs the other night. And then I turned around and flipped him for Kittle straight up. Uh, and I don't know who you like rest of the season between Waller and Kittle, but like, honestly, with Waller on a bye this week and a little bit banged up, I kind of liked just getting Kittle, you know, and just having mm-hmm. a healthy tight end and not having to go like dumpster diving into the tight end, <laughs> you know. First time anyone's ever called Kittle a healthy tight end, but <laughs> but he is <laughs> yeah. for right now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they're both such enigmas. I, I honestly, I I could go either way on that. It's it's a coin toss. Uh, I guess like going for the guy who's healthy now makes sense, and and the guy who's not on by, yeah. Uh, it's it's what if, what can you do for me right now? That's what this game's all about. <laughs> yeah, and I I actually think Kittle could like kind of break out a little bit in this game. I'm looking for him to do that. And yeah, with you on Debo starting Jeff Wilson. Uh, interesting that like Tevin Coleman had a good game last week, but Tyrion Davis Price was a full participant in practice uh, today. So yeah, this could start to get a little bit messy. And people have been reaching out to me on Twitter about some trade offers and different things. I actually have Jeff Wilson in a couple leagues. I'm trying to act- actively trade him to people who need running backs like in the short term people who have derrick henry josh jacobs some of these people on buys like hey jeff wilson could be a good guy to start this week maybe next week but you know three weeks from now jeff wilson might be sort of you know obsolete or whatever adjective you want to use he might not be you know getting many fantasy points yeah yeah that's interesting i'm kind of like 
torn on that a little bit because he's been really good. And I, you know, I, I honestly, if I was someone that drafted Elijah Mitchell and I've been stashing him this whole time, like I'd be a little nervous because yeah, I, I'm not sure Elijah Mitchell is going to just waltz back into lead back duties on this team. I don't think that's really the way things work with Shanahan. Um, you know, I think if, if he's got a guy that's producing it at the moment, he'll stick with that guy until he until he slows down or gets hurt or I mean it's usually an injury with this backfield it seems like some you know everybody's always getting hurt in this backfield so <laughs> yeah uh you know Jeff Wilson's healthy right now he's producing um I don't I, I don't know it's you know it's the devil of Shanahan we we don't know but <laughs> so I agree like because of the risk I you could look to move him but at the same time, you know, if if you're only looking at him as like a short-term fill-in, like there's definitely a scenario where he just remains their lead back for the entire season, I think. I don't you yeah. know, I don't I, I like I just don't think there's anyone else that obviously jumps in front of him, including Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I should be looking at whoever has Elijah Mitchell too, which I haven't really been doing, but maybe I should be targeting uh the manager who has Elijah Mitchell, who's maybe, you know, if they have someone like Maybe they've lost Javante Williams or someone else, you know, and they could be struggling. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think last week was a good reminder that like when this offense is really humming, they can support two fantasy backs yeah. uh, because Tevin Coleman got pretty heavily involved last week, but Jeff Wilson still had a great game. So, I think that's the kind of thing that could happen again this week. The problem is we don't really know is, is Tyrion Davis Price going to come in and, and ruin that for Tevin Coleman. They did just sign Tevin Coleman to the to the roster from the practice squad. So he's with the team now yep. for the long term, um, which I don't think they would have done if they were planning to just have Terry and Davis price step right back in. So it's a murky situation. I wouldn't start anyone other than Wilson in this game, but I still have Wilson as a, a top 15 or 20 running back for this matchup. Yeah, me too. I'm curious what you think about the game in general, because on the Falcon side, we talked on the waiver wire show about how the running back situation is pretty murky. Damian Williams sounds like he's probably not going to come back this week, so that maybe helps if you're trying to start like an Algier or maybe even a, like a Caleb Huntley in a deep league or something. But um, Kyle Pitts should be back. I mean, we know that there's a lot of tight ends better than him, and you probably should have some other options. Drake London is certainly an option, but just you know, the five-and-a-half-point spread at home, the, the Falcons have been covering. They've been sticking in games. They're running the ball really well. I don't know. Like I might try to tease it up if I'm betting on it to get it to like seven and a half or ten and a half and parlay it with something else, but like I think the Falcons will keep this close. I really do. The the, the 49ers are a little bit banged up on defense, so I think the Falcons mm-hmm. will keep this one close. I do. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I I have trouble seeing any Falcon player as a good fantasy option in this game. Uh, I pretty much wouldn't want to start anyone on the Falcons in this game. Um, Not even you know, I feel like Mariota in a super flex league is like. You can do it just because he will probably get 50 rushing yards. Yeah. Um, but, and Pitts, like, just because of the state of tight end, like, I have him back to back at 12 and 13. I have Pitts at 13 and Dawson Knox at 12. And it's so funny because they're, they're there for opposite reasons. Like, Knox is not a special talent, but he's in such an amazing situation. Pitts is a very special talent in a terrible situation. So, they end up back to back for me, and it, and it's really just kind of a testament to the lack of good options at, at tight end that that those guys would even be uh, sniffing my top twelve because we haven't really gotten anything from either of them at all this season. So, um, yeah, I you know it's like 
if you have pits, if you've had him this whole time, you probably don't want to be rostering two tight ends, you know, and starting like, like Tyler Conklin or an Evan Ingram or even a Hayden Hurst over him. So if I have pits, I'm probably not bothering rostering another tight end and I'll just, get, I'll start him, but I don't feel great about it. Okay. I've got Drake London as my art, like my wide receiver 28. So I'm probably starting Drake London in a flex position at least, or I'm, I'm considering it, you know, just based yeah, on the target yeah. share. Um, so. No, that's fair. I actually have London as my wide receiver twenty three. Believe it or not. So oh, there you go. <laughs> I guess I, I I would start him. Yeah, I I might have to move him down a little bit though. I the, yeah. San Francisco is no joke as a defense. Yeah, and, and and stick stay away from that running that running back situation this week. I like I guess Algier would be the the best option of the group, but it's it's really it's a three man committee against a great defense. So I, I don't like agree. it at all. Yep, don't mess with that defense. Even though they are a little bit banged up, like they're just stopping the run too much to try and start one of those guys. Absolutely. All right, next game, Patriots at the Browns. Over under 43.5. Browns are favored by 2.5. And, and, you know, we don't know for sure that Mac Jones is coming back this week, but it seems like it. It seems like he'll be back. And, you know, Jacoby Myers got came back last week and did well, but – the real story on the New England side has to be Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, Damian Harris, they say he got like a limited practice in this week, but this is this just smells like Belichick shenanigans. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he was saying that Mac Jones might not miss any time, and uh, he, of course, did. So, I, you know, Harris is not going to play this week, I don't think. It's going to be Stevenson, and, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm trying to remember who it was. Somebody – was tweeting out that he uh, he came out as their in their projections as their number one running back for the week. So uh, I don't know if I have him quite that high, but I have him in my top five. Yeah, I have him as my RB six, and I just before we were getting like as we were talking about this game, I'm moving him ahead of Jonathan Taylor uh, as my RB five. So he's right there in my top five too. Like he could, I mean, he could easily be the RB one this week, just like you're saying. So yeah, yep, yep. yep. And then how about on the Cleveland side? I mean, on the Cleveland side, you're obviously starting Chubb. Uh, you're starting Amari Cooper. Njoku, is, it's interesting. I was listening to that Sharps football podcast. We were talking about this uh, before the show. He was talking about how like Belichick plays you know, a certain defense which doesn't allow a lot of tight ends to score points. We saw uh, TJ Hawkinson do nothing last week. Um, so I don't know. Like Njoku, while he seems like he's been doing great lately, he could be in for a rough week. I think you have to start him. I'm ranking him like as my you know probably tight end five or six, but... You know, you might have a better option, but I think you're pretty much starting the usual suspects <laughs> on the uh, Brown side. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm fully on board with Njoku, and um, you know, yes, the you know the Patriots tend to be good at scheming to stop tight ends, but he's just it, it's just you don't find many tight ends that can go off for 70, 80 yards every week, and that's what he's been doing lately. So, yep, uh, I have him as my tight end four this week and I, I i think it's pretty unlikely that i that like most people that have njoku are probably starting him probably yeah he's should. my yeah he's my tight end five i think i have higby in front of him and goddard uh but yeah like it's you can't really put guys like kittle or Ertz or we'll talk about Taysom hill in a little bit but <laughs> you can't really you can't really put those guys in front of uh njoku right now yeah exactly all right uh jets at the packers over under 45 and a half Packers heavy favorite seven and a half. Uh, they were 
sizable favorites against the other New York team last week, though, and that didn't work out so well. This one is actually at home, though, so maybe that helps them. Um, you know, this feels like it should be a good game for uh, all of the Packers' uh, offensive players. This should be a good game for Rodgers. Uh, it should be a really good game for the running backs, you would think, uh, both yep. Jones and Dylan. Certainly Jones. Dylan has been frustrating. Uh, you know, he last week I believe he played his fewest snaps of the season uh, so far. I don't know what to make of that, though. You know, I, he's too good a player for them to just be phasing him out of their offense. I feel like that was more just kind of a one-off thing, you know. Um, like, he played 32% of the snaps last week. He had played over 50% of the snaps in every other game. So I'm not, I'm not going to read too much into that. I think – he goes back to his usual role and just given the fact they're heavy favorites in this game, like this seems like a a good week to play AJ Dillon as an RB two, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm into both of these guys being top 20 running backs. I have AJ Dillon, like maybe RB 21 or 22, but like right there. Exactly. Like both like Aaron Jones, RB one, AJ Dillon, RB two. I thought this would happen last week. Uh, was very wrong about it, but I'm just going to double down on this. The other New York team here. Um, yeah, I'm stubborn when it comes to that Green Bay running back situation. I just, yeah, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna pay off um, the rest of the way this season. Yeah, I think the minus seven and a half is interesting. Like this was minus seven uh, earlier today, actually. So like it's moving toward Green Bay, um, which you know is significant because I don't know. I could see this by game time being minus six and a half or something. Just just the way last week played out and everything. So I think mm. that number is just kind of interesting as far as betting goes, but. Yeah, I fa- see that. You know, on the fantasy side, I'm starting Alan Lazard. He's kind of been Rodgers' go-to, even though, like, I do like Romeo Dobbs a lot. I'm probably considering Dobbs. And even Randall Cobb, like, he had a good week last week. So, you consider flexing Randall Cobb. Um, working a lot in the slot. Um, just getting peppered with targets, especially if you're, like, in a PPR league. I think Randall Cobb is definitely in starter consideration in PPR mm-hmm. leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got Lazard as, like, a low-end wide receiver, too. Dobbs is mid-range wide receiver three and then Cobb's a bit lower but yeah I mean if you're scrambling for options I I certainly think uh you could do worse than yeah. that and on the jet side like my favorite one of my favorite bets you know I like to do these anytime touchdowns Brees Hall anytime touchdown plus 165 on DraftKings I bet on that earlier today so this is a guy who all he had a touchdown last week almost scored three you know he got down at the one and Green Bay has given up a ton of yards um, I tweeted this out earlier, but like, I mean, if you watch the game last week against the Giants, they gave up three rushing touchdowns, not just to Saquon, but also Brightwell, and then a rushing touchdown to uh, Bellinger, <laughs> the tight end. So mm. th- this Green Bay defense, and they gave up a, t- a touchdown to, uh, I can't remember if it was Stevenson or Harris the week before against New England, but they've been giving up a lot of rushing touchdowns lately. And so Brees Hall, anytime touchdown, I like that a lot. He's, he's I think, my RB12 this week. I've just, yeah, he's I, my RB12 as well. One spot ahead of Joe Mixon. So, oh, there you go. Uh, that's This is the uh, official ascendance to RB1 territory for Brees Hall, which I nice. wrote about my Fantasy Pros column last week that I, I think he's now in that in that stratosphere of RB1 territory. And this I wanted I wanted to reflect that in my ranking. But I... Yeah, beyond him though, I I really don't want to start any Jets. I just the wide receiver situation is just too uncertain. It's not a great matchup. Um, yep. So I would yeah, it's pretty much Brees Hall or bust for me with when it comes to uh, the Jets this week. I would agree. Like, don't even don't 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 mess with the wide receivers. I mean, Conklin is a guy who 
you know, he's in that RB12, I mean, RB, tight end 12, 13, 14 area. So you could consider Conklin if you don't have a better option, but the wide receivers, no way. Yeah, but Conklin, I think, had zero catches, one target last week. So, like, the main thing that had been going for him was the volume he was getting, and then he didn't even get that last week. So, yeah, good point. Yeah. All right. Next game Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Over under is 42. So, another pretty low one. Colts are favored by one and a half, and I'm expecting this to be a really defensive game. I I I would be looking elsewhere in as tiebreakers and start sit decisions um, going away from this game. And uh, I know you love Michael Pittman, and I love Christian Kirk. Um, they're both still like in that wide receiver two conversation just because mm-hmm. of how talented they are. But I, I'm not. I can't say I feel hugely confident about either of them having a big game this week yeah especially after what happened last week i mean the colts scored 12 points uh the jags did they score 12 points i don't even know if they got to 12 like both these teams scored six i think (laughs) yeah so it's hard to trust anyone i mean i thought james robinson was in a smash spot against the texans last week and they just they couldn't run the ball so yeah i mean i could see this game being very low scoring. Uh, it's got a pretty low total, but it could easily be lower than that. Like we could see a 17 to 13 type game. Um, this is a big game though. You know, as far as the division goes, Colts are two, two and one Jags are two and three. So, you know, the Jags are like plus two fifty to win the division. Uh, they could, you know, they beat the Colts already. So it's interesting that they're playing each other twice in the first six weeks. So this could be an interesting game. If the Jags can actually pull it off, they kind of have a stranglehold on the division or, you know, it's early, but like, you know, it's, it's a pretty big game if the Jags can can pull it off. Yeah, yeah. I, I think both teams have really good defenses, so it should be a close game. I, I guess the, you know, other than Kirk and Pittman, you know, I think James Robinson's like a low-end RB2, ETN maybe in that RB3 flex conversation. But the real question is, where? so you said you have Jonathan Taylor around RB5? Yeah, RB6 after Stevenson now. I'm, I'm moving him down a spot, but yeah, he's up there for me. Yeah, I mean it's hard to move him down that far. Uh, I have him at RB RB seven right now. Yeah, because um, I I can't start him over Dalvin Cook. Like given how good Dalvin Cook has been and sure. just what what Taylor's dealing with. I mean, I I still don't know if he's a hundred percent. You know, he didn't practice uh, on Wednesday, so um, he's still kind of working his way back from that ankle injury. I like I think he'll play, but I I could see more limited snaps than than you come to expect from him most of the time and and like i said just just a tough matchup too sure he was working off to the side today i saw someone tweeting out like a beat reporter so um Mm -hmm. it's you know just pay attention to this one we are recording on wednesday night so come thursday night you know friday we could see that a little bit more information here we don't know if naheem hines is going to play because he had a concussion i think this is something to pay attention to with concussions now that we've seen the whole tua thing um i think renfro missed a couple weeks we might see concussions be more of a two-week thing than a one-week thing. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with Hines. Um, Especially if they've had more than one. When we get to the Pittsburgh game, we can talk about Fryermuth. But, sure. the, you know, guys that have had multiple concussions, it's it's a scary situation. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, with Taylor, obviously you're playing him if you have him in a, in a normal league. It's more just for DFS. I don't think I'd be looking in his direction this week. No, I, I would I would agree with you, and I'm I'm curious about Alec Pierce. Um, you know, he had a really good game last week. I think he you could consider him for flex, but like you said, um, tiebreaker might go to a game like we might talk about later. Like you might want to play someone in like Seattle, uh, mm-hmm. Arizona, or you know like Buffalo, 
Kansas City if you have a player in those games. So we'll get to those in a bit. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a good point. All right, Minnesota at the Dolphins, 45-and-a-half over under. Uh, the Vikings on the road favored by three-and-a-half, and that probably has a lot to do with Skyler starting at quarterback yep. <laughs> for the Dolphins. Um, so that's that's not ideal uh, to have a rookie, Skyler Thompson, at, at quarterback. Uh, he's the last of the starting quarterbacks that I would play in a fantasy league, my QB 20, 28 in a league <laughs> in a uh, week when uh, four teams are on by. Um, I guess the real question is what impact does it have on Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell? It sounds like Hill is fine with that foot injury that he was dealing with. You know, it was reported he was in a walking boot, uh, but now it sounds like he's, he got in full practice on Wednesday and should be good to go. Um, I, you know, <laughs> these guys are receivers that I kind of give a pass to with with um, subpar quarterback play a little bit just because you can just get the ball to them on these short routes, like these little slant routes, and then they can put big yards after the catch uh, on on the table. And it's kind of like, you know, we, we've seen this with Kyle Shanahan's offenses, and I think we're seeing it with Mike McDaniel's offense as well, just like putting – your receivers in a good position to get yards after the catch. And you couldn't ask for a better pair of receivers to do that than Hill and Waddle. So even with the questions at quarterback, I still think you can't move those two guys too far down. I, I right now do have Hill at wide receiver 13, which is probably the lowest I've had him all season. Um, but I could see bumping him up a few more spots if he does look a hundred percent. And then I have Waddle at uh, wide receiver 20. So it's, you know, you're playing. I would. I would definitely be playing both of them if I have them. I would play both of them if I have them too. But I'm going to rank them a little bit lower. I actually, my initial rankings, I had them maybe about where you did as far as Tyreek. I've moved them down since Tyreek Hill, wide receiver 21, Waddle 25. So oh, okay, I'm still playing them. But the the Skylar Thompson thing is, you know, it's it's legit. Like you know, we don't really know. But I agree. Like this line that Miami's, you know, a three and a half point dog. I think if it was Teddy Bridgewater, they might be a three and a half point favorite or maybe minus three, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, so this tells me a lot. And Mike McDaniel, I think he'll be able to scheme up plenty. I love Raheem Mostert, you know, this week. I have him as a top 20 running back. I as think long they're going to healthy. He missed practice today. Sure. Yep, yeah. exactly. So if he's healthy, I like him a lot. Chase Edmonds, I've been moving him down quite a bit, but I just have a feeling now with Skylar Thompson in there, Chase Edmonds might even be you know, in the flex conversation, because I just think they might need to run it a little bit more. So we'll, well, we'll, maybe that means miles Gaskin is in this, in the flex conversation. Cause he played ahead of chase Edmonds last week. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's possible. <laughs> yeah. I'm out on Edmonds for sure. I, I think if, if, if this offense is struggling, then I, I don't want to, I don't want the second running back there. Um, I do have Mostert as my RB 17 right now, but it will really depend on those reports. I mean, he obviously has a long injury history, uh, but let's just hope that this was like a maintenance day for him, you know, because he's the yeah. kind of veteran player that you could see getting a, a Wednesday off, you know. But yep. if, so, but if he's out again tomorrow, then then panic bells will be ringing. Yeah, I think on the on the Vikings side, like you know, I like the Vikings. Um, I do think there's a possibility that they're sort of a a fake four and one team. You know, their wins right now don't look great. You know, they beat the Packers pretty handily week one, but. This yeah, is the first the, time I've heard you say anything negative about the Vikings. They're like, they're like your team, man. <laughs> they are. I know. I, I I put a lot of preseason bets on them. Like 
I'm yeah. still I'm still on them, you know, but like no, their they wins haven't aren't... really clicked on all cylinders. I agree. Yeah, and their wins aren't looking that great. And their only loss was at Philly, which was a total disaster. You know, Philly's a really good team, and they look terrible against them. So, uh, you know, this will be very telling. They're gonna go into their they have a week seven bye, so they could go in five and one if they win this game. They should win this game against a rookie yeah, against quarterback, Skylar Thompson. Yeah. So, I you know I'm probably gonna bet on the Vikings this week, like I have pretty much every week, <laughs> and. uh you're starting, you know. You're starting Dalvin. You're starting uh, Justin Jefferson's, Justin Jefferson. I think you're probably starting Cousins. Um, like I mentioned, the dumpster diving for tight end, Big Irv. Like, you know, you can probably start him if you're looking that way. Hey, what do you think? hey, hey, hey! You he doesn't know. belong with the words dump, dumpster diving. <laughs> Irv Smith is a legitimate talent. I have him as my, I have him as my uh, tight end ten. So, um, you know, I. Uh, I think he's a really good player, and his 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 uh, his usage is just trending upwards. So I like him. Uh, I like him more than I like playing Adam Thielen, honestly. At this he's point. my ten and ten too, actually, but it's still dumpster diving territory for me. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. We'll give you one more week of game to say that. If if Irv has another good game, then uh, then he'll 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 earn his place in the, in the tight end one uh, threshold. Okay. Um, but I I really like Cook um, going I mean going against a rookie quarterback you just think they're gonna give Cook uh, a lot of a lot of opportunities in this game yeah um, maybe even this is a decent game for Madison as a deep sleeper if they get out to a big lead they could they could use him to milk the clock late in the game yeah I don't I mean I don't know man after that England game you know I I just think that like the Vikings are gonna be in this game. Uh, the, the Dolphins are going to stay in it. It's going to be a close game down to the end. So I love Dalvin. I don't know if Madison's going to work in as like you know garbage time. I don't. I don't see that happening in Vikings games right now. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the Dolphins also have a pretty decent defense, so I yeah. don't expect Minnesota to run away with it. But um, it could be one of those games where having a seven point lead is like having a twenty point lead. You know, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> We've yeah. seen some games like that this year. Yep. All right, uh, Cincinnati at the Saints over-under is 43, and the Bengals are favored by one and a half. That's another pretty low over-under. Yes. Um, I guess that's probably premised on Jameis not playing, I'm thinking. Um, But he could play. And also, the Bengals' offense, I mean, they did not look good at all against uh, the Ravens last, last weekend, but... Uh, they still obviously have a lot of a lot of potential, and, and New Orleans is a good defense, but uh, they actually don't rate statistically that that great against the pass so far this year. So, um, we you know, T Higgins is really a key there. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, when he was out, it really kind of messed up the Bengals' offense because Chase was just getting swarmed with double and triple teams, and um, and Burrow didn't. He just he couldn't really adjust, you know. And uh, I, you know, I do have Tyler Boyd in a couple leagues because if Higgins is out, I would be okay playing Boyd as a wide receiver three for sure. Yep. Um, but I feel like for the Bengals' offense to really be what it can be, they need Higgins in the lineup. Uh, the running game hasn't really been there for Cincinnati. Mixon is getting so many opportunities, but he just keeps disappointing. And if you can't pick up Boyd, you could even pick up a Hayden Hurst. I know you like this is an early game, so you'll have other options as well. But like, if you want to just make sure you have one of these guys, you could pick up Hurst. He's been pretty good as a tight end, and especially with Higgins out, you know he 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 did well against his old team last week. But yeah, I'm with you, man. 
over under 43 feels so low after that shootout against Seattle last week. And I know Seattle's been in a lot of high scoring games uh, this year with a lack of defense, but man, like New Orleans played a part in that too, right? Like, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah, I could see this one being well over 50. I really could. Like I'm, I'm all about the over in this game. I think we'll, we'll have some scoring. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, so, you know, Camara, obviously, yep, RB1. Uh, the Taysom. receiving core is still tricky with the Saints. Uh, it was, you know, Ian Rappaport reported last weekend that Michael Thomas was expected back for this game, but then he didn't practice on Wednesday. So, <laughs> it's your guess is as good as mine whether he actually comes back and plays. Uh, Chris Olave, I believe, is still in the concussion protocol, yep. which, as you were saying, um, Teams are more cautious now with those brain injuries, which is a good thing to be. So I'm just going to expect him to miss a game at this point, you know, like with the, you know, just what's been happening. I'm just going to expect Olave to be out at this point. We, we'll know more in a couple of days, but just well, if that's the it. case, I mean, Landry missed practice today too. So <laughs> it could be the Marquez Callaway show if, if all three of the top guys are out. <laughs> I guess it could. Or the Taysom Hill show. I mean, Taysom Hill, obviously, pretty much like the big story of last week. We talked about it in the waiver wire show. He's a top 10 tight end for me this week. You could rank him as the number one or two tight end if you really want to get bold about it because, <laughs> I mean, they really could involve him even more. If it's Andy Dalton at quarterback, Taysom Hill could end up with, like, 20 touches, right? Like, they could they could get him yeah, more involved. I, I would never rank him ahead of Travis Kelsey and Mark no. Andrews. But if, <laughs> if – no, it, you're right, though. If, if, if it's Andy Dalton at quarterback and all their top wide receivers are out, I could see ranking Taysom Hill as my tight end three. Yeah, <laughs> I might do it come Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, Baltimore at the Giants over under forty five. Ravens favored by five and a half. Uh, Giants still getting no respect, I guess. Uh, I know. Four and one Giants at home, and they're five and a half point dogs. I know that's rough. I mean, for fantasy purposes, it's it's pretty much Saquon and no one else. Although. You can consider, you know, starting Daniel Jones. You know, I have him as my QB 15 or so this week. So, you know, I you got can... him even higher than that, I think. I think yeah, I've got so... him at QB 13. Yep, QB yeah. 13. So, you can definitely was, consider him. I was real close between him and Garoppolo in terms of who's a better streamer. If if, if Kadarius Tony and Wandale Robinson were healthy, uh, I would probably rank. Uh, Daniel Jones ahead of Garoppolo even, but I still yeah. think even without any really useful receivers, uh, just the rushing value he provides and just the ability and, and Saquon as a receiver out of the backfield mm-hmm. and just the ability to string it together with a bunch of possession receivers, you know, Darius Slayton actually had a decent game last week. Um, he's probably their number one receiver right now. I still wouldn't rush out to start him as a wide receiver three, but um, you know, there's enough there for, for Jones, I think. And I think, like you mentioned, Wandale, like I would, I, I think he's worth picking up to at least see what happens because Kadarius Tony can't get healthy and Wandale Robinson looks like he's going to get healthier quicker. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Daniel Jones, I mean, he's a guy who's probably on a lot of waiver wires. Um, if you're in a super flex league, like our dynasty league, I have him. I'm actually kind of excited about it because he might be like a buy low guy right now, or at least just pick him up if he's on the waiver wire because once he actually gets some healthy receivers, he could be even better, you know? Like, he's he's doing well right now with nothing. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> that he could be a buy low considering he's the QB 14 on the season. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, people, he gets no respect. It's just 
the, yeah. the lack of receivers there, I think, is the big is the big thing. So he will have Wande Robinson and Kadarius Tony back at some point. Maybe not this week. Although, like you said, Robinson could well return this week. It doesn't look like yeah. Tony will, but um, but yeah, even even without those guys, he's he's been getting the job done. So uh, so yeah, I think he's a he's definitely a viable streamer against the Ravens defense that is not. It's not your grandpappy's Ravens defense. They're not. They're not very good. So <laughs> I know, not at all. And the plus five and a half at home. But yeah, that's that's kind of crazy to me. Like I, you know, mentioned a couple games already where I like the dogs. When I might kind of tease it up. I might get this one up to like ten and a half and put it with something else. Like I don't. I don't see the Giants losing by more than ten at home to the Ravens. And I think they might win this game. They like they surprised the me last week. You know, the Ravens are always an enigma. You know, they can look yeah. great one week and bad the next. They didn't look very good last week. And uh, I think the Giants have a pretty good defense, too. So this isn't going to be the easiest matchup um, for the Ravens. You know, it doesn't really matter when it comes to Lamar. But I I have Mahomes rank, ranked ahead of Lamar this week. Um, just with that potential shootout with the Chiefs and the Bills. I, yeah. I feel like even though the Bills have a good defense, like there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. And uh, I'm not sure we can say the same about this Baltimore-New York game. Yeah, I have him right there. I mean, I have Lamar, uh, QB3, Mahomes, QB4. I could see flipping him. Um, as far as the other guys, you're obviously starting Andrews. Um, I think J.K. Dobbins, we talk about him every single <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'm starting him in a couple leagues. I'm benching him in one league for Ken Walker, who we'll talk about in a little bit. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, J.K. Dobbins is probably top 20 for me, but you might have other options at this point, like like a Ken Walker. I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting him over Dobbins against uh, Arizona. Yeah, I would do that too. I have Dobbins at RB twenty one, so yeah. right around what, what you're saying. Um, I'm benching him for in a league where I have Jeff Wilson and Ramondre Stevenson and McCaffrey. So I, yeah, I think uh, you have to have pretty good options to bench Dobbins. You sh- don't be, don't. Neither of us are giving up on him uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But no. it does look like they're still kind of easing him in i guess you could say i would like to see full the full dobbins effect before gus edwards comes back but uh we may not get to see that (laughs) and for me duvernay is a flex consideration at least if bateman misses again so we won't really know that until end of the week but for now duvernay's wide receiver 38 for me i I might move him up to like wide receiver 34 35 so he's in that conversation for me um if bateman's out again no i agree i i mean honestly like duvernay i have him at wide receiver 33 at Yep. I feel like he's like 90% of Bateman at least <laughs> if Bateman's right. out. So uh, it's it's kind of a straight substitution there, you know? Yep. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh over under 43 and a half. Bucks are favored by eight, even though the game's in Pittsburgh. I feel like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it could be even higher than that. Honestly, I don't care about the home field advantage that much. I, I mean, the, the Steelers are just not that good at i mean they're just a bad team let's be honest they're a bad team yep and the and the bucks are really starting to hit their stride i think um so you know we we associate you know i was saying it wasn't the, your grandpappy's ravens defense it's not your grandpappy's steelers defense either this is not the iron curtain we're talking about nope uh so it should be the good time should continue rolling i think for uh for the key uh offensive players on tampa bay yeah i mean buffalo was a 14 point favorite uh, against the Steelers last week, that was in Buffalo, I believe. But even still, like they blew them out. 
And regardless whether this is, this was in Pittsburgh or Tampa, uh, I think if, if this is in Tampa, this might be closer to 13-14. So, yeah, I like Tampa to win this game. They could potentially blow them out just like Buffalo did. I saw something earlier that, like, the statistics kind of show the analytics about the Steelers are the most likely team to have the number one pick in the 2023 draft at this point. <laughs> you know, they're <laughs> sitting at one and four. Um, let's see what Kenny Pickett can do, you know, in the meantime. Um, but, you know, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, these are guys you can maybe start. Like, they're sort of in that Duvernay area for me, like borderline flex. And you don't have to start Najee Harris. You really don't. I mean, you can if you really want to or if you need to. But he's he's down there for me. Um, I think he's like my RB30 this week, to be honest. Yeah, you- I'm I'm sticking with Deontay Johnson a little bit more than you are right now, I think. Um, I have him as my wide receiver 21. Okay. So, like, I'll, I'll comp him to, like, a Christian Kirk or Drake London. These guys who are uh, the number clear number one receiver in yeah. kind of questionable offenses go in tough matchups. That's kind of how I see those guys. Like you give me uh, a good matchup for those guys and good quarterback play. And they, they'd all be pushing for RB or wide receiver one territory, but given the, the situations that they're dealing with right now, they're low end wide receiver twos. And that's where I would, that's where I'd put Deontay Johnson. But, um, you know, Pickens is a little more of a he needs he needs big plays. So I have him at wide receiver thirty nine. Uh, you know, he could easily crush that if he just gets his touchdown. But that's that's kind of the rub there. I think the Steelers, I believe, have two passing touchdowns on the entire season. I, I if I remember <laughs> that's that right. So Sounds that, right. Not very good. <laughs> but um, you know, I hate you know I've been down on Najee for a long time. So I have him at RB twenty five, and honestly, I. I could see even dropping him a few more spots. Yeah. Um, just to stay on the Steelers real quick, I know we were going to mention Fryermuth. Uh, he has a concussion. I think you had mentioned, I think it was his third in two seasons. Is that right? Yeah, third since the start of last season. So basically yeah. in the last calendar year, he has three concussions. Yeah, so, I, you know, I wouldn't expect him this week. Maybe not next week. Uh, Zach Gentry is the backup there. Um, I'm going to rank him. also like, banged up. He is. If he He's plays, I'll rank injury, him. yeah. I'll rank him in my top 24 or so tight ends. Like, not someone you want to start, but, like, someone maybe to keep an eye on if Firemuth has an extended absence. Uh, there's, you're always kind of watching these tight ends, right? Last week I was like, keep an eye on Daniel Bellinger, and he had a rushing touchdown, which is kind of fluky. But, like, you kind of have to keep an eye on these young, like younger guys or guys in good situations just to see if they might emerge. So you never know when the next Tyler Conklin might emerge for a little while or something. So Yeah, I mean, I would be interested in, in Gentry as a – as a, a deep sleeper a tight end if he if he was healthy but we have to see i mean if he's no bet he's no sure thing to play this week either in which case it could be cameron hayward as what? the deep the deep <laughs> sleeper yeah <laughs> that name might sound familiar to you uh son of a uh, uh, former nfl player as well wow um but he's their third string tight end uh so <laughs> and i think he actually made a few plays last week um okay. so we'll see uh that's uh, purely a 20-team league or a DFS thing, but <laughs> <laughs> always fun to discuss. But I do hope Fryermuth gets well soon. Uh, he's, you know, yeah, he had been one of the bright spots for the Steelers' uh, offense so far this year, so that's, that's rough that he had another concussion. I think on the Buck side, like, it's, it's the usual suspects. There are certain teams where it's sort of like, you know, you're going to start Brady, you're going to start Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I've been mentioning, like, on Twitter and on our podcast, like, if you can buy low on Chris Godwin, do it. I would still do it. I will just say, like, obviously Fournette, he's a locked-in RB1. 
Rashad White has been getting more and more, uh, you know, more, more more playing time. And you might be able to flex Rashad White in a deep league, like a 14 to 16 team league, um, because he's been getting more playing time. This could get out of hand. We mm. saw uh, James Cook get a um, touchdown against this team last week. So we could see Rashad White maybe in a little bit of garbage time. So just something to consider if you're in a real deep league. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, where do you have Godwin ranked this week? Ooh, uh, probably in my top 20. I mean, I just... I love Chris Godwin. I've got him in my top twelve. Ooh, that's spicy. Yeah, he's yeah. Oh, he's my he's my wide receiver fifteen. Yep. Okay, I've got I've got Evans and Godwin as top twelve this week. So I'm yeah. uh, I'm on board fully with uh, the the Bucks passing attack. In fact, I think I have Evans at wide receiver four. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going all in on the Bucks this week. I mean, last week I put I put a couple bucks on Brady to lead the league in uh, passing yards because. It had gotten all the way up to like fourteen or fifteen to one, and it was just a good spot before last week. And I think he had like three hundred and fifty yards last week. So, you know, I just think Brady's hitting a stride. Like you said, these Bucks, like they're getting healthy. I think Brady can still lead the league in passing yards. I, I really like. If you didn't get it last week, if it's still like eight to one or ten to one, like jump on it before it's too late. Mm-hmm. All right, Carolina at the Rams over under is forty one, and the Rams are favored by ten points, despite. <laughs> How terrible the Rams are playing right now. They're favored by 10 points in this game, which tells you everything you need to know about the Carolina Panthers, I suppose. But I, I don't think the Rams are a great bet to cover that spread. I, you know, I think PJ Walker, say what you want, but he's not really a downgrade on Baker Mayfield. I could see a world where he's actually a slight upgrade on Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, Getting Matt Rule out the door, sometimes that can motivate a team to rally. Um, and, uh, you know, these guys, the thing about NFL players is even in a lost season, all these guys are playing for their jobs, you know. So um, I, I think this is going to be a, a closer game. I mean, the Rams just have so many issues right now. and They can't run the ball. They can't pass protect. Um you know, I think that Carolina defense is not bad. I mentioned that on the waiver wire show. So yep. I, I actually think they could – they could give Matthew Stafford some problems in this game. Uh, you know, I still do like the Rams defense a lot in this game for sure. Uh, so, you know, it's Cooper Cup and it's Tyler Higby and it's the defense. But um, but I think this game will be closer than that 10-point spread. I think you're right. I think people have been betting it that way because this was at 11 or 11 and a half. Um, people are betting on the Panthers side. And I was listening to... Um, Ross Tucker does a podcast on, uh, I think it's sponsored by DraftKings or something, but they go through all the week, week six game, you know, week by week, kind of like what we're doing. They do a little bit more of a betting angle. And, you know, he and his co-hosts both were just like, I don't get this line. And I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with them. I'm with you. This does not make sense. Teams tend to rally when a, a coach gets fired. Like, I think this will be like a touchdown game. Um, definitely not 10 or 11. So, I don't think the Panthers are going to win this game, but yeah, PJ Tucker he'll do he'll do fine. Uh, the Rams just have no business <laughs> being favored by this much, like the way they're playing. So I just it just seems crazy. Just like last week, like they were just favored like by, last week. That's what I was going to say. It's yeah, like why were they favored so much over the Cowboys? It it's the sense. same thing, only just a little bit more, <laughs> you know, of a spread. But you know, it just doesn't make sense. Like they have no business being favored by this much. Yep, exactly. Um, as far as as far as that goes. I, I'm also curious about DJ Moore. I mean, I do think Christian McCaffrey is still, I mean, he was doing fine before and he'll continue to do fine. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, it might be a good thing for him to have PJ Walker there as opposed to 
uh, Baker Mayfield just in terms of getting more checkdowns. But um, I, the real guy this could benefit, I think, is DJ Moore. I'm I'm really curious to see because DJ Moore has succeeded with every quarterback he's played for basically <laughs> uh, until Baker Mayfield. So yeah. I feel like Baker Mayfield had done a extra special job of messing up DJ Moore's fantasy value. Um, so I feel like this is like a return to uh, normal circumstances for, for DJ Moore. Cause he's never played with a great quarterback. So uh, I have him as my wide receiver 26. Like he's mm. like right neck and neck with a guy like Terry McLaurin, I think. Okay. He's my wide receiver 35 right now. Um, but yeah, like I could see, I could see moving him up a little bit. I could see him. I don't know if I'm going to move him up to like Terry McLaurin territory, at least for me, but we've talked about guys like Drake London, um, Deontay Johnson for me, at least like I could move him ahead of those guys. So, okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, defense, you know, Rams I, and in a real deep league, I think you could even look at the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I suppose I'd probably start Cam Akers as like an RB3. Like, again, people have bye weeks. Like, there are people who are without some of these running backs. Yeah. So I'd probably yeah. start Akers as an RB3. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have him ranked that way. I have him at RB31, although I have Daryl Henderson at RB32. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it is really because of the bye weeks. Like, I honestly when when there aren't bye weeks these guys are probably outside my top 36 right at this point but um just because of that i you know acres was oddly used as like the rushing back last week and henderson was like the the hurry up offense passing back so i i don't know i don't know what to make of it like there's no consistency with how these guys are utilized or which guy's going to be the lead in any given week it's just it's it's the kind of thing you're willing to live with when they're scoring a ton of points and playing great but when they're struggling like this it's just a, it's just annoying yeah I, he's he's in that same range for me i would start you know we talked about aj Dillon. i'd start either jacksonville running back ahead of cam makers um even a cream hunt we didn't talk about cream hunt when we talked about that game but i'd start him over cam makers too mm-hmm. yep i agree all right arizona at seattle finally a game with a high over under 50 and a half oh yeah cardinals favored by two and a half in Seattle, which is also interesting to me because Cardinals are not playing well either. Like, why are they favored in Seattle? Yeah. I don't – that doesn't make sense to me. No, me neither. I mean, I think Seattle has every – like, I think they'll win this game. I really do. I like Seattle yeah. to win this game. Me too. Uh, Cardinals have been a terrible first-half team. They've had to come back in, like, every single game just to make it a game. I think they I think they beat the Panthers, like, coming from behind. But, like, otherwise they just – yeah, they came back and made it a game against Philly. They still lost last week, but, like – I might bet the Seahawks first half. I might bet them in full game. I don't know, but like the the yeah, the Cardinals just kind of weak. I mean, I'm starting Kyler. I'm gonna start Marquise Brown. I'm expecting James Conner to miss this game. Um, Darrell Williams has already been ruled out. Eno Benjamin, I think, is the the really the star here. <laughs> if you picked him up off waivers, <laughs> you might have picked him up for a couple bucks off waivers, you know. And I have uh, I have Eno Benjamin. I moved him all the way up to RB18, assuming that James Conner's out. Darrell Williams is out, and he's pretty much the starting running back here because Seattle gives up a ton of points to running backs. Where do you have Eno Benjamin? Well, I have Connor ranked as though he'll play right now, so okay. my, my, that's why my rankings are a little different than yours. I have Connor at RB28 and Eno Benjamin at RB34. So I guess my rankings are premised on Connor playing but not getting his full complement of snaps, which is actually what was happening with Connor before even – his latest injury because he was banged up before that and was kind of 
I believe it was an ankle injury, and he was losing some snaps um, to Eno Benjamin and, and Daryl Williams. So uh, now it's a rib injury. It doesn't sound serious. I could definitely see him playing. Um, they're two and three. They need a win. So I could see him playing, but maybe it's more of like a 60-40 split with Benjamin or something like that. Um, if Connor is ruled out, I would probably move Benjamin up to, yeah, I would say probably right around RB20 territory, like in the range of maybe a, a Dobbins and a Clyde Edwards-Alaire and a Devin Singletary, somewhere in there. Um, you know, I, I'm not really sure Benjamin is built to be a bell cow, but they're playing Seattle and, you know, he, he could rack up a lot of uh, yards per touch uh, in that yeah. game. So that makes him interesting, but... Um, you know, with Kyler, <laughs> I'll be honest, when I first started doing my rankings, I, I was, I bumped him up to QB two for the week Wow! Uh, because I was like, man, this is the perfect setup for Kyler Murray to finally get it going. Like this yeah. just seems like it's going to be a wild shootout against a bad defense and I could see it. And then I thought about it some more and I'm like, Ugh, do I really want to trust that to happen? Because it's not it's not me doubting Kyler. It's me doubting Cliff Kingsbury. Because if if Cliff Kingsbury would just let him run around and make plays, like I think he would be QB two, like behind Josh Allen this week, given the matchup. But uh, given how they've been playing, it's such a vanilla offense. They're not really letting him do the things he can do. So that's why I I, I couldn't justify putting him ahead of. Mahomes and Lamar and, and Jalen Hurts. Uh, but certainly the potential is there. If this becomes like yeah. a back-and-forth shootout kind of a game, I it wouldn't shock me if Kyler Murray has one of those huge games we saw from him last year where he finishes as the QB1 for the week. Yeah, I like that thought process there. And it's like, I wish they would let us coach the game sometimes. But you're right, like, we don't. And it's just we're, we're projecting what's going to happen. But you're right, like that's in the range of outcomes. Um, I do have Zach Ertz as a top 10 tight end. He's been great. I have him as my tight end seven. So you're starting Zach Ertz if you have him. You've been starting him the whole time, I'm sure. Yeah, he's just sort of like a like a very high floor, low ceiling tight end. Yep. So he's like always – it's kind of like Higby too, similar similar yep. kind of thing. You know, always in that tight end five to seven range every week right now. Um, and, and Marquise Brown's actually been really good this year. Um, oh, yeah. So I have him at wide receiver six for the week. I like him and a lot. Yeah, and um, I mentioned Ken Walker, you know, on the Seattle side. Like, I've got him in my top 20. I'm starting him over a ton of guys uh, with Penny out. Like, I just think this is his time to take over. I think we could see a similar Brees Hall type situation where Ken Walker starts to kind of take over. Um, I mean, he's got the opportunity, right? And then you're starting DK Metcalf. You're starting Tyler Lockett even. I mean, he's Tyler Lockett's been great, and Geno Smith has been great. We talked about him as our number one QB in the waiver wire show. So you probably are starting Geno Smith over a lot of guys. So. He's, mm-hmm. I think he's my he's my QB 10 or 11, so you're probably starting him over a lot of guys. Yeah, the Cardinals have actually been pretty good against the pass, but just given how good Seattle has been and the fact that this has a high over-under, I, you know, I have Geno Smith as my QB 8. I have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf back-to-back at wide receiver 16 and 17. I have Lockett nice. a spot ahead just because um, the Cardinals have been a little bit better at um, shutting down number one receivers and bigger receivers. So I feel like this could set up well for Lockett, but, um, you know, Metcalf has been great too. So I wouldn't I wouldn't bench either of them for this game. And uh, I, I have Walker at RB16. So I, yeah, I'm bullish there as well. 
Uh, I also would just going back to Arizona for a second. Rondell Moore, I think, yeah. is a a sleeper as a, a wide receiver three flex, just given the p- potential shootout nature of this game. DeAndre Hopkins is not back for another week, and they seem to be scheming the ball into uh, Rondell Moore's hands. That's one thing that Kingsbury is at least getting right. Yeah, good call. We haven't said Greg Dortch's name in so long. Now it's Rondell Moore. I just dropped him in our Dynasty League. (laughs) Sad times at at the Dortch Corral. All right. Uh, Next game, the game of the week, maybe the game of the season. Buffalo at Kansas City. Over under 54 points. Bills on the road, favored by two and a half. Those Chiefs fans are not going to be happy with that. Um, But it's kind of hard to argue, I guess. The Bills are just such a complete team. Um, but I, I mean, start everyone in this game, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, pretty well, yeah. Gabe Davis, four touchdowns, right? I mean, that's what he did last time when they played. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty much it's start everyone, but you know, like with, with Clyde Edwards, Alaire, like you can start him, but you know what you're getting. Like we've talked about how he, he's, you know, kind of touchdown dependent, like Jared McKinnon. I don't know if he outsnapped him last week, but it was close. I think he did. Yeah. He so, did. so like, I mean, Clyde Edwards, Alaire is still getting like the high, you know, the good opportunities, the goal line carries, he's getting some touchdown passes, you know, like that crazy one a couple weeks ago where Mahomes, like, had that, you know, he walked up to the line of scrimmage and floated over to him. Like, Clyde's getting a lot of those good looks, so I'm probably starting him. I don't know about starting the Kansas City wide receivers, though. Like, I know that this is a high, you know, potential, like, this could have 60 points in this game, right? This could be like a 34-31 game, but is that going to be four touchdowns from Kelsey again? Is it going to be two touchdowns from Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Uh, Juju has not looked great. Uh, yeah. Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I think, was the leading receiver last week. So it's kind of hard to play the receivers, you know? So Yeah, it, it. I mean, that's true every week. I, I just think that, like, for me, it's kind of like I feel like I have all of the Kansas City receivers a few spots higher than I usually have them. Like, I have Juju at wide receiver 34. Like, mm. he had been trending outside of my top 36 just because – of how, like you said, he hasn't been that great. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I have met wide receiver 41 this week. Like, I feel like if you're going to take a dart throw on MVS, this is the week to do it, you know? I feel like McCall Hardman, if you're, like, really desperate, like, this could be the week where he ends up getting in the end zone. He actually had a decent game last week, too. Um, Even Sky Moore, you know, like in DFS or something like that, just throw a dart at the wall in this game because there's going to – it's just – there's going to be so much action going on in this game. Like famous last words. I know like it's going to end up being a bust now because I said that, but (laughs) I mean, I, I know the bills have a good defense, but you know, they're not, they're not going to shut down Mahomes. They're not. And uh, you know, I, I think this is going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a fun game and I want to start players in it. So the chiefs still have issues, but like with CEH, like, Touchdown regression is coming for him, but not necessarily this week. <laughs> like this yeah. is like this is the week where of all weeks where I feel like he's a good bet to find a touchdown. So I would not be benching him this week. I have him as my RB twenty, um, yeah. and well, uh, it's nicer on the Bills side. It's no question about it. It's much simpler. I mean, Mahomes is my or uh, Mahomes is my QB two, but Allen is my QB one. Stephon yep. Diggs is my wide receiver one this week ahead of Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm, uh, you know, and Gabe Davis is my wide receiver 11. Dang. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all aboard for this game being a bonanza. 
um, to quote the great Adamazer. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think you can even look at, I think Isaiah McKenzie cleared the concussion protocol today. He did. I think he's a wide receiver three in this game. Uh, you know, we'll have to see because he could still split snaps with uh, uh, Khalid Shakir in the slot. So that's something to watch. But just based on the potential alone, I think McKenzie is a low-end wide receiver three. Um, and then, like I said, Dawson Knox. He uh, he looks like he's going to be back this week, I think. So I'd, I'd roll the dice on him given the state of tight end. Well, I think where it gets interesting, you mentioned McKenzie. I mean, I like him a lot. Talked about him during waiver wire. He was my number one uh, option. He was still available, and I think uh, even more than fifty percent of league. So, I actually have him as my my wide receiver thirty nine ahead of Juju and MVS. So, mm-hmm. I would start McKenzie. You know, if you happen to have these guys, like I would start McKenzie over the Chiefs wide receivers. But I mean, I'm with you. Like this is a high total. You know, if if you have a flex option, it's it's a it's a tiebreaker, right? Like if you have like an Alec Pierce. Versus a Juju or an MBS, maybe you start one of the Chiefs guys, you know? For sure, yeah. And I, I do have uh, Juju slightly ahead of McKenzie just because I, I have the question of whether McKenzie gets a full-time role or not. You know, if, yeah. if I knew McKenzie was getting the full-time role, I probably would have him ahead of Juju as well. Okay. All right. And don't start the Bills defense just because they're the Bills defense. I'm telling you, yeah. not a good decision. Uh all right, Dallas at Philadelphia. This is the Sunday night game. 42 over under. Eagles favored by six. Uh, doesn't look like Dak Prescott's going to be back this week, probably. It's, they're, it's sounding like it's going to be Cooper Rush. Yeah. Um, so, you know, D- Dallas keeps winning games with Cooper Rush. They're not putting up huge numbers on the scoreboard, though. And this is a tough Philly defense. Both of these teams actually have really good defenses. So I think it's justifiable that the that the over-under is pretty low in this game. Um, you know, you're, you're starting your, your Eagles, though, anyway, right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you're starting them, but, you know, this number of six for a division game, I know the Eagles are 5-0, and oh, they're at home. It still feels like a lot to me. Um, last week it felt like a lot against the Rams. It still feels like a lot to me. Dallas is just, they're playing really well, like you said. The defense is really good, so I think I would take, the, take Dallas and the points. I'd take plus six here just because I think they could even win this game. And give the Eagles their first home, you know, their first loss. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm starting my Eagles. You know, I guess my question is like, you're obviously starting Hurts, Goddard, Miles Sanders is like, you know, he's an RB two. Dallas defense, like we said, is good. But like, are you still ranking AJ Brown over Devonte Smith? I am. But like lately, it's been Devonte Smith over AJ Brown. He's been getting more targets, hitting bigger plays. Uh, how do you see those two? Yeah, I mean, I think last week was the first week where A.J. Brown didn't have a good game, though. You know, yeah. it had more been just like Smith had been playing really well, but Brown had still been getting his for the most part, you know. And then last week, all of a sudden, it was just kind of a disappearing act for Brown. But I'm not taking anything long-term out of that. I think I still think he's the number one receiver in, in this offense. He's still a, the guy that has, like, the rare skills uh and you know i'm a sucker for the like big physical uh alpha receivers like him um yep you know so smith is a great player too and i you know i think i might have been a little too low on smith coming into the season but um i still have quite a quite a discrepancy between them in my rankings right now maybe i'm still a little too low on smith because i have him at wide receiver 28 and i have aj brown at wide receiver nine Okay. Yeah. I mean, as far as Dallas, I think CD Lamb is the only 
the only cowboy I'm really confident starting. You know, I'm not going to start Cooper Rush in this game um, unless you just have to or it's a super flex or something. Yeah. Um, Zeke, I have ranked as my RB24. So I would. we just got done talking about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You know, I would start guys like him, Raheem Mostert, you know, guys like that over Zeke, even though, you know, Zeke is, I keep talking about him as one of these guys you can kind of hold your nose and start, but like Pollard, every time he runs, looks so much better. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you could start a lot of guys over Zeke and Pollard this week, especially in this matchup. I have Pollard one spot ahead of Zeke. <laughs> okay. I have them back to back at RB 26 and 27. I just, yeah, Zeke's going to get the touches, but I mean, Pollard did more on eight carries last week than Zeke did on 22 carries. Uh, you know, yep. it's just, he's such a better player. I, I just feel like Zeke is stuck in the mud, you know, and it's not, this offense with Cooper Rush is not like when maybe it's different when Dak comes back and then they're in the red zone all the time and maybe Zeke just based on touchdowns can get there. But as of right now with Cooper Rush, I mean, against a good defense on the road, like the touchdown upside is not really there for Zeke. And you're, yeah. you're talking about three, three and a half, four yards a carry. The volume, even getting 20 carries, isn't going to get him that much, you know, whereas Pollard, all it takes is one play. You know, so even against a good defense, a guy like Pollard, it just takes one play for him to break loose. So if I had to bet on one of these guys, I'd rather bet on Pollard. But um, they're both RB threes. And I I don't think I'm going to have Zeke in my top 24 running backs uh, again uh, very often. I mean, it it has to be a really good matchup at this point. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Anything else? Are you ready to get to Monday Night Football? Monday Night Football. (laughs) All right. Denver why is denver in prime time again <laughs> please no <laughs> denver at the chargers over under 45 and a half chargers favored by five um i don't know shouldn't they be i i mean i guess five is a, is a sizable amount to be favored but i just i i'm i'm very much over this denver team i, I their defense is is decent but i don't think they're gonna uh hold justin herbert back yeah, Justin Herbert, he's getting healthier. Um, Denver has an implied team t- team total of about 20. I don't know. I don't, I'll probably end up betting on this game one way or another because it's an island game. It's on Monday night. But, like, for right now, I'm just – I'm not touching it. I don't really know what to do here. Um, I'm, I'm curious if Keenan Allen will finally get back, you know? Like, he, he's, it seemed like he's been trying to get back for a couple weeks now, and when, when they don't put guys on the IR, I'm like, okay, you're coming back, you're coming back, and it just hasn't been. So, interested to see if Keenan Allen comes back and – I mentioned on Twitter just my buy low guys. I think you could potentially still try to buy low a little bit on Justin Herbert because he's had a couple kind of down games. He doesn't have his full arsenal of weapons yet, but he's getting them back when when Allen's back. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think if you can try to do an offer for a Justin Herbert, now is maybe the time to do it before this game. Yeah, and it would have been good to trade for Austin Eckler a couple weeks ago when you kept asking me, like, are you worried about Austin (laughs) Eckler yet? Are you worried about Austin Eckler? That's right. Yeah. I think we're all not worried about Austin Eckler now. I have him as my RB1 for the week. So yeah. I'm very much not worried about Austin Eckler. I think he is uh, going to feast on Denver in prime time um, and keep his insanely hot streak going for another week here. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, I, the, the Chargers are not very good against the run. Uh, Absolutely. So I actually have Melvin Gordon as my RB14. I think Ooh. he'll... I think he'll I think he's in a really good spot this week um yeah. and you know it's I don't know what 
I just don't know what to say about Russell Wilson. I, you know, he's my QB 15 for the week. It's him and Stafford are just kind of like on an Island. It's just like, I, I can't start them, but I still want to believe that they can get their act together eventually. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm with you on Melvin Gordon. Uh, he's my RB 16, but even more so Mike Boone is my RB 33. And I might even move him up a couple spots because like you said, this, this charger run defense is not good. Um, if you look at the numbers, they give up the most yards per carry of any team in the NFL, 5.8 yards per carry. Uh, you know, the best team is San Francisco. They give up three yards per carry. So huge difference there. Um, and it, what's interesting is like, for some reason, they just somehow, the Chargers only have the fourth fewest rushing attempts against them. But I could see Denver just, especially with Russell Wilson, like slightly banged up, getting that injection and all that, what's going on. I could see them just running the heck out of the ball in this one. And I could see Mike Boone being a sneaky flex play um, if you have to wait on Monday night and you're just like, you got to have a guy, maybe Mike Boone is still available and you can stash him or whatever and wait on Monday night football. Maybe Mike Boone will win you your matchup. <laughs> what do you think? So you're saying it's going to be a, a Latavius Murray three touchdown game. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are right. Latavius Murray might be active for this one, but no, I'm going Mike Boone. <laughs> I hope you're right, man. I, I shelled out the fab in our dynasty league to pick him up. So I, I hope the good times keep rolling with him. I've got him at RB 36. Um, so yeah, I definitely think he's an RB three flex, uh, for this game. Are you starting him in the dynasty league? No, I have better <laughs> players than that. Come on. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to talk about on that game? I don't think so. All right. That wraps it for this, uh, episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Bart and I will be posting, uh, I believe Bart has already posted his week six rankings over at rsrankings.com i will be posting that the moment that i get a, a free minute uh to do so which will be probably in the next 24 hours sometime so keep an eye out for that uh and you can always uh reach out to us on twitter and ask us for some start sit advice as well uh, i am at andrew underscore cypher and i am at barton wheeler we appreciate everyone listening to the podcast if you like the show please follow subscribe rate and review we are out of here we gone. You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings Podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.